Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Keisha Green, that's my lady, yo. Eight to ten, tune in, it's the way to go. Educated author with major goals. I've been coming right here, you have the place to be. It's the fourth, get mentored, and it's all for free. Ooh, we, and you know where it's at. With Miss Green on the right side of the chat. I write with a purpose, so everything is worth it. An educated platform, something you can work with. Read it, yeah, come over here. Come and get the info from some of your peers. Pull over line, yeah, we got open air. Talk what you love and express what you fear. Afraid to lose, but born to win. Hey, Miss Keisha, yeah, we're trying to go win. Come on. Welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. This is Keisha Green. It is Monday, April 17th, 2017. It is, uh, I don't want to call it a manic Monday, um, after Sunday Monday. <laughs> it's just Monday. But thank you all for tuning in. Tonight, our guest will be author Sadiqa Johnson. She will be on shortly discussing her latest book, And Then There Was Me. But before we get into Sadiqa, let me just let you know that tonight's show is being sponsored by The Miranda Way by Baron Smith, and you can get your copy at www.baronsmith.net. This is fiction, drama, a woman, Miranda, working her way up the corporate ladder, and you know what they say, what goes up must come down. So can Miranda handle the pressures of being at top, or will she come crumbling down? One doesn't know, but you can find out if you check out The Miranda Way by Baron Smith. Again, the website is www.baronsmith.com. Also, I want to give a quick shout-out to Faith Thompson over there with DontSitOnYourFabulous.com. You guys cannot sit on your fabulous. Every day is a new day to recharge, regroup, and revitalize. So hashtag DontSitOnYourFabulous. I know I'm not. So, yeah, definitely check out Faith Thompson. Also, too, tell me what you're reading. You know, I'm always asking, what are you reading? So I can tell people to get caught reading. So what are you reading? I want to know. So tweet me at Keisha Green. Inbox me on Facebook. Tell me on Instagram. Um, You know, if you get a book and you like it thus far, tag me on Instagram, and I'll give you a shout-out. And so, yeah, definitely. Um, Speaking of which, one of my friends, I saw that he's reading Heartless by Alpha Big Banks, so shout out to you as well. So, yeah, tweet me. Tell me. I want to know. I want to know about the good books, what's happening, and so forth and so on. I want to let you guys know that if you missed last week's show where I spoke to Sean Starling, you can always go back to the archives at www.writerslifechats.com and click on the link of Sean Starling. That was a good show. And as always, we um, – all of the shows, there's been some, some really, really, really nice ones. I mean, not to say that they're, you know, there's bad ones, but it's been great ones. And I think with, if I had to think about the last month, in it, um, excuse me, the last month 
I would say for the Writer's Life Chats, the poetry explosion, hands down, because there was so much talent. on it. It was two hours, and I was able to get so much talent packed into that time frame, and it was like people from different walks of life. Um, it was it was just great. So if you are a poetry or spoken word lover, please go back and check out the Poetry Explosion. That's on the archive at www.writerslifechat.com. Also, you can always check out. And here's my shameless plug. Are you looking for promotion? Are you um, Did you type the end on the last book that you wrote and you're leaning some guidance? Please contact me and we can talk about it because self-publishing does not have to be as hard as it seems. Listening to the wrong people is what makes it harder. That was literary jewel there. So definitely contact me. Let's talk. You can send a request via my website at www.keishagreen.com. See how simple that was? Keishagreen.com, nothing complex. So I would love to hear from you so we can set up some customized packages, campaigns that will help you shine like the star that you are. There's so many innovative and, you know, creative ways to make your book pop. So let's do it. So anyway, let's get back to Sadiqa Johnson. So Sadiqa has this book, And There Was Me. Excuse me, And Then There Was Me. And OMG, okay, let me just say that I'm liking it just for the simple fact that it's set in Spring Lake, New Jersey. And I'm a Jersey girl, Jersey Shore girl. And I'm not talking about the one you saw on MTV. I'm truly, this is a Jersey Shore, like the real... The real shore over here. So um, it was nice to see the book was taking place there. But um, Sadiqa touches on a lot of um, very interesting topics, and um, I can't wait to talk to her about it. But for you, are like, well, Keisha, who is Sadiqa Johnson? Well, let me tell you who Sadiqa Johnson is. Sadiqa Johnson, a former public relations manager, Spent several years working with well-known authors such as J.K. Rowling, B.B. Moore Campbell, Amy Tan, and Bishop T. Jakes before becoming an author herself. Her debut novel, Love in a Carry-On Bag, is the recipient of the 2013 Phyllis Wheatley Award for Best and the 2012 U.S. Best Book Award for African American Fiction. She is a motivational speaker, inspirational blogger, wife, and mother of three incredible children. So, yeah, and if you want to find out more about Sadiqa, please visit her website at www.sadiquajohnson.com. And, you know, I'm a Twitter head, so if you want to follow her on Twitter, follow her at Sadiqa Says. Um, But, yes, oh, my goodness, like this book is really, it just really has a lot of emotion. And as a female, as a mother, as a wife, I was able to, like, you know, tap into all of these emotions. So, Hands down, I would say, like, yes, this was emotionally accurate. And I can't even tell you what happens at the end because I am, like, right at the end and I'm not finished. So I don't want to give away what I've read thus far. But whew. but if you have read um, and then there was me, please call in. The show number is 718-508-9827. I'll repeat, 718-508-9827. Also, if you would like to post your questions in the chat room, the chat room is open, but you do have to create a, excuse me, a profile on the Blog Talk Radio page 
so that you can post your questions. Otherwise, you can just read them. And so I see Miss Kiara is there in the chat room. I love her little emoji just feverishly typing right on the keyboard. <laughs> so, yes, chat room is open, so get over there and you can post your questions. But like I said, you can call in, too. 718-508-9827. And tonight's guest is Sadiqa Johnson. Also, too, I want to know, the last book that you read, because fiction or nonfiction, and I said it all depends, like the mood that I'm in. So I want to know, the last book that you read, was it fiction or nonfiction? That's what I want to know. And also, too, I guess you can tell me, did you like it? <laughs> Let me know. Um, I read I read enough books myself for reviews for Literary Jewels. And if you're ever um, wondering what Keisha is reading, definitely check me out on Literary Jewels, www.literary, excuse me, myliteraryjewels.com. But they're posted on Amazon and Goodreads as well. And that's another thing. Next week, I want to, um, before um, we have our guests on, I want to talk about Goodreads. Who's utilizing Goodreads? Let me, let me know how to navigate that because that's definitely another social market that is full of readers, 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 readers. But speaking of next week, let me just let you guys know that next week on the show, I will be talking to Kawan, and he will be here discussing his independent film from Harlem with love. I've been holding this this news for a minute, and I can finally talk about it. Um, but, yes, Kawan will be here on the show with some of the actors from this, um, excuse me, from the movie, as well as some of the behind-the-scenes people. So if you are a fan of Kawan and his stories and what have you, definitely tune, excuse me, tune in next week, April 24th, 7 p.m., to the Writer's Life Chat. You can post your questions to me, and I will um, read them on the air to him if you won't be able to tune into the show, but you can always check out the archives, www.writerslifechats.com. So, yeah, I think that I've said enough. I think I've done enough. I went through everything. The bills were paid to keep me on the air, all of that good stuff, so I can go on and get Sadiqa on so we could start talking about. And then there was me, like, Oh, my goodness. I just, I love that title. It's so cool. But let me, um, you know, do what I got to do. So, yeah, so the Rise Life Chat, oh, she's here. Rise Life Chat is Mondays at 7 p.m. And, again, the number is 718-508-9827. Please press 1 if you would like to ask a question to myself or to Sadiqa. Um, if you're just listening, if I take your call, just say you're just listening so I can put you back in the queue, and we can move on to the next caller. Simple, easy, right? All right, let's go. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Sadiqa. How are you? Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing good. It has been a super busy couple of days um, out promoting, and then there was me. I've been on book tour in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I'm in Richmond um, and Northern Virginia and Hampton University. Next week I'm in North Carolina. So I'm just moving Ooh. and shaking, trying to get that the word out at my book and reader's hands. Yes, 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 yes. I was just about to say, but you like you went, you told us about all the different places. I want to say a little birdie told me you had a hot new book on your hands. And you are busy. You are doing that. So that is wonderful. That part is great. So let's jump right in. So, Sadiqa, 
and then there was me. Let's just start there with the title. I think the title was so cute. I just, oh. it just, uh, I don't know what it does, but where did the title come? Did you have the title before you wrote the book, or did it come midway? What's the, the backstory? Yeah, so I was already working on the story. The title usually doesn't come first for me. Um, characters okay. come first. So it's usually characters which turn into plot, and then as I'm working through the story, the title will come. And so I get to a point where I need a title. And I was sitting at my desk, and I was kind of playing with titles because the story is about a woman who um, she finds herself last on the list. Um, she sometimes even feels like a doormat for her family. And I was playing around mm-hmm. with different titles, and I can't even remember what the other ones were, but it was almost like a voice just whispered in my ear, And then there was me, and I wrote it down, and I got like a little chill, and I was like, wow, I think that's the title. Um, And I usually just put a title down, and then when it gets to my editor and my agents, and if they're not writing for it, you know, I'm okay with changing it, but um, everybody liked it right off the bat. I think it summed up what the book was about um, in a really nice way, and it has that kind of catchiness that will pull you in right away. Okay, okay, definitely. Now, I'm almost done, and I hate when this happens where I'm not all the way completed when the guest is on, but from what I've got thus far, oh, my goodness, I was just telling the listeners, emotionally accurate would be two words that I would use to describe this. I said I was able to relate to this as a mother, as a woman who has a friend, that best friend that you love, you trust, you know, the sacrifices that we're making in life and just in general. And so I'm like, wow, this is like that adult book that you're just like, oh, wow, look at Sadiqa, check her out. Like, she's talking to us. So did you, like, where, what's the backstory on that? Where did this, 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 where, come on, I'm I'm feeling here, like, tell me, (laughs) where did it come from? Okay, so what happened was I was fooling around. After I finished Second House from the Corner, I was kind of fooling around and trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And at first I played around with doing the sequel to Love in a Carry-On Bag, my first novel, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people were asking me for that. But when I started to kind of fool around with it, my agent said, "Mm, I don't feel like that story is going to stretch you. Like, I really want want you to stretch yourself. I really want you to grow. And so I'm just kind of fooling Mm -hmm. around with stories. And one day my husband comes home with this story that he had overheard. And when he started to talk about the story, it was almost like the hairs on my arms kind of stood up. And as he was walking me through a real-life situation, I could see the fictional characters. And so I just mm. I just went with it. I just chased the story down. Um, I kind of let them breathe. And that's what I do when I'm writing. Even if the idea is something I heard or something I've experienced, it is not the same mm-hmm. as it being me or being those people because characters have a way of taking over and kind of showing you who they want to be on the page. And so that's what I had to do. I had to kind of like take the idea, but then give the characters some space to kind of come in and move the way they wanted to move in the story. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, I want to say they're moving. They're <laughs> like, it's, just, it, it's, come, it's coming together. And I was saying, I said, Oh my goodness. Like when I first read, the back of the book, the synopsis, I'm just like, I'm in love already. She is out there in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Me being a Jersey girl, Spring Lake is 
three towns, three towns from me. So I'm like, okay, now I really can relate to this because I know exactly what she's talking about because that makes the best stories when you really can, like, close your eyes and get lost in the words. And then on top of it, when you know the setting, it's like, I know exactly yeah. what she's talking about. I remember at the beginning, like, she said, nobody eating those pictures. You can't eat there. You better stop playing. Like, you know, like, this is, it's a different atmosphere, a different, it's just, it's like, being at the Hamptons, but not being at the Hamptons, I guess. It's just like in this whole little, you know, this circuit of where the, the mini elite are going to meet for the summer. And, you know, Memorial Day weekend will definitely bring them all out. So what made you pick that setting, that place, as opposed yeah. to going with the typical Hamptons? Oh, well, one, being a Jersey girl for 16 years, um, you know, we did the Jersey Shore. And I actually grew up in Philadelphia. And so our Jersey Shore from Philadelphia was kind of like, wow, what in Atlantic City. And then when I lived in uh, northern New Jersey, it was more Point Pleasant and Spring Lake. And mm-hmm. um, and I had only mm-hmm. been to Spring Lake once or twice. That wasn't the beach that my family frequented it a lot. But I remember that upper crust feeling of it. Um, and I was actually <laughs> appalled the first time I went. And they said you couldn't eat on the beach. I couldn't believe it. And so I had to write that into the story. I had to write that into the story. So that is kind of where the Spring Lake background came from. It's a lovely, lovely place, but I didn't go a lot because I like to eat on the beach. I need my potato chips, and I need my tuna fish sandwich. Right. <laughs> they want you to spend your money elsewhere. Like, they yes. want you to spend your money. Like, don't bring any food here. It's not that type of thing. And it was like I remember – um, one of my favorite authors, Mary Higgins Clark, I remember years ago where I was reading something about her, how she had just purchased a home, and, you know, she's been living in Spring Lake Heights, and I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you know, when it's somebody that, you know, you look up to or you admire, yes. like, it's like my, my shero in my head type thing. So then to hear a book that's set there, so it's definitely good. But, yes, the Jersey Girl for 16 years, you say. That's awesome. Yes. So now... You left Jersey, and now you're in Virginia. How yes. have you adapted to that? Because I know we're like fast-paced. We don't take no nonsense with us. You know, we right. look at you sideways. We're not used to you saying hello. Oh, we're my God. It is so beautiful, I have to tell you. I think my spirit is Southern, even though, like I said, I grew up in Philadelphia and Jersey and New York. But I think my spirit is Southern because right away I slipped right into the slower way of life, the smiling at people in the grocery store, the drinking sweet tea, um, you know, and my kids (laughs) love it. It's a great place to raise kids, I think, because things are a little bit more you know, trees and grass and neighbors and that sort of thing. Um, I will say that I've missed the cultural diversity of of living in northern New Jersey. I miss just walking out my door and thinking, what type of food do I want? Do I want Portuguese? Do I want Mexican? Do I want Cuban? Do I want Thai? You know, uh, what do I want to have delivered? So my options have shrank a little bit, and, you know, I can't get hungry after 10 o'clock because everything is everything's closed down. So that's the other thing I've had to I've had to get used to. But other than that, um, the, the Richmond community has embraced me. Um, I'm on the board of the James River Writers 
writers, and they have been so super supportive. Um, I'm actually starting my first writing class. I'm teaching my first writing workshop, awesome. uh, which is possible because I moved here. I think because the community is so tight-knit that I'm able to kind of penetrate it and give them uh, a class. So my first class is called Pens Up, Fears Down, and it's for whatever you're writing, wherever you are right now. I'm doing a six-week in-person workshop, and I cannot wait to get in the classroom and kind of massage the knots that are kind of in writers' heads. You know, sometimes it's hard to get the words Mm -hmm. from your head and onto the page, and so I'm really, really looking forward to that. And if there's anybody in Richmond listening, you can go to my website, SadiquaJohnson.net, and there's a Pins Up, Fears Down uh, tab on the website, and you can get all the information about my class. Awesome. I was just about to ask you, how can people that are interested that might, you know, live in the area, you know, get in contact with you? But, yes, perfect, perfect, perfect. I want to um, shift gears and go back to the book. One of the, um, one of the topics in here was bulimia. And yes. that for a lot of people, it's, um, it's a taboo, um, taboo topic. We know about it. We don't speak about it. There are some people who say that that's not, it doesn't happen to black women. It's not for yeah. us. That's a white person's ailment, ailment, this type of thing. And when I was reading it, I'm just like, wow, she went there. And that's courageous because especially you're not self-published where mainstream could say, you know what, Sadiqa, that's cute and all that you want to talk about that, but we need you to stay a little bit over here with me. Yes, so yes. I felt that that part of it was um, courageous because there are a lot of women that suffer with that that you would not even know. You know them right now. You see them all the time. You talk to them, and they're, they, you know, they're battling that demon. So what made you want to go there with this so book? I, so I, I, it wasn't anything I intended. Um, I was actually okay. sitting down and I was writing the character of B, and um, I, I, she threw up. And so when she threw up on the page, you know, and I just kind of write what comes. So I'm like I said, I just let the the energy kind of flow through me. So when she threw up on the page. I just kind of paused for a second, and I, and I wrote her a note. I write to my characters. And so I said, B, you just threw up. And then the first thing I thought was, are you bulimic? And I wrote it on the page. And, mm-hmm. again, I got that chill that I get when it's like, mm-hmm. this might be a little bit difficult. Do I really want to go down this path? If I don't go down this path, I'm going to be really mad at myself for not stretching myself, so let me go down this mm-hmm. path. And I okay. just tumbled forward. Um with the bulimia, I did a lot of research. Um, I went into a lot of uh, chat rooms that dealt with eating disorders. I read a lot of um, web reports, um, MD web reports. Mm-hmm. And then I really, really lucked up because I felt like I had a lot, like I did a lot of research. But I found a woman who had a blog, and um, she talked about her, her disease, and she had an email address. So I sent her an email, and I told her about the book, and I asked her if we could, if I could talk to her and she let me interview her for about an hour and that's where oh, I wow. got um, all the juice and, and the meat and the potatoes that's where I really solidify that that realness that you feel because you mm-hmm. can feel it um, mm-hmm. in those scenes mm-hmm. right in those scenes with her and her food addiction and and kind of like that push and pull but I got a lot of that juice from the research and, and particularly from the interview 
Wow. Wow. That that interview had to have been all of that in a bag of chips in a sense because I had a friend who suffered, and it was like, wow, like the simplest things where you want to say, for example, it's 4th of July weekend, and mm-hmm. you want to invite your friends and family, but you know inviting this person, that's like hard. It's, it's not, it's it's not going to be, be hard for enjoyable them. for them. Very hard yeah. because 4th of July, what's out there? Food. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. Enjoying, eating, drinking. And to sit there where everyone's happy, laughing, and they're like literally dying inside. Yeah. Like, okay, I want to eat. If I eat, like, you know, thinking, you know, the paranoia of do people see me eating? Should I be eating? Yeah. Oh, my God, I just put this piece of chicken on my plate. I shouldn't eat this. This da, 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 da. I have to go to the bathroom. And then I come out of the bathroom. Was I in there long? Like, so yeah. it's like, oh, my God. Like, you did that. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Wow. Like, oh, my goodness. Thank like, you. It's, Thank it's you. Real. It's real. You are welcome. You are welcome. But, um, yeah, that was, oh, my goodness. So, basically, from just everything that you said in regards to the book, there were so many signs that you had to write this book because you weren't going to be able to sleep at night. There was a little no. thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing about it. I, I've come, you know, my first book took me 10 years to write. Loving to Carry On Back took 10 years to write. And I think it takes a while in the beginning because you're learning how to write. My second book, Second House right. from the Corner, came a lot faster. It came in about two years. And then and then there was me was about a year and a half. And I think what happens is that as you write, first your chops grow. Um, but second, I think you learn to get out of the way of the story. I feel like that first book I was standing, I was forcing it, I felt responsible for it. And for this book, okay. I got to the point where this is just the story that chose me. And so my job is to just be the conduit, let the story flow through me. I'm the typist. I'm not responsible for it. I'm not the genius. You know, I I heard Elizabeth Gilbert, she's the – what does she write? Big Magic. And she said that she separates herself. She's not the genius who's writing her books. And and when I took that on as like I'm just the I'm just the ener- the energy is flowing through me, things started to happen a lot faster, a lot more interesting. I was able to deal with a lot more topics. Um so it's it's really helped as a, as my journey as a writer. I've been doing this for I don't even know how many years now. My first book came out in 2012, but that first book took me 10 years. So I've been at this mm-hmm. since about 2002 you know um but as i go i'm learning tricks of the trades to help me um surrender to the work and and let it let it be let it breathe right right wow oh my goodness so now when you going back to where the publisher and your they're saying well it was your agent where they wanted you to do something different now when you finished and you typed in and you sent this manuscript off did you feel like, okay, I hope this is what they're looking for, or were you confident with it, like, okay, they wanted me to bring it, I, bring, I brought it, so now what? Right. You know, it's so funny. I don't really write like that. I, I don't okay. write for, and this is terrible, nobody copy me, I don't write for a particular audience. Um, I don't write to, to – 
to hit a particular genre or to try and capture a certain type of person. I really do write the story that's on my heart, and I just hope all the pieces fall into place. And so when I first get an idea for a story, I usually talk that idea out with my agent. And as we're talking it out, we got I, I kind of get a feel if she thinks, like I said, I'm pushing myself to the next level or if this is kind of right for me career-wise. Um, and mm-hmm. then I kind of go and do a synopsis, and from there I, I start writing the book and I don't I don't show it to them for at least three or four chapters I mean uh, three or four drafts Um, and then they get it and then they give it back but I don't know I guess you never really feel like the end because they're always going to send something back to me and say Sadiqa in chapter 26 I really think you should do x y and z Um, so so even when I send it I'm always expecting it to come back because it comes back about three or four times before that's kind of like all right that's it that's a wrap the book is going to press okay okay I like that answer I want to ask you about this because this when I'm skimming through and this stood out to me. This is chapter 31. And I read the first two lines, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, wow. And this is where I said, OMG, this is that book for us adults. This is the book that we are at the beach. Um, and if we are there and we can't eat, we're going to read a book. You know, that's mm-hmm, how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we got this in there. But you said, we knew from the beginning of her marriage with Lonnie that she was not mar- she was not marrying her best friend. She was marrying a man who would provide for her, love her to the best of his ability, and who she hoped would be a good father. Okay. Now, she knew this going into it. Why did you feel the need, like, for that part to be said that almost like to put imply, okay, she loves him, but it's not that oh, my God, I love him so much, we're going to be together forever, blah, 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 we're going to ride off into the sunset happily ever after. But it was like he's a provider because sometimes Mm -hmm. they say, oh, marry the first time around, marry for love. Next time, marry for money. So is it that it's almost setting us up for, well, I'll accept what he does or whatever because he's a good provider? Because we as women, we do turn turn the eyes to like, well, it, you know, we do have this type of lifestyle, this, that, and the third. So did you want that to happen hmm. naturally, or is that just where the story flowed? Where it wow, that's you, a really, that is a very good question. Um, so my first instinct, my first answer that popped in my head was that that was sort of how B was raised. Um, B's half okay. Dominican, half black, and her mother is um, kind of an old-fashioned type of um, Latino woman who believes that as long as he's bringing home his paycheck, whatever he does is okay. Um, So that was what she heard growing up her entire life. And even throughout her marriage, when she tried to say, I don't want to be with him anymore, he's been unfaithful to me, that was kind of her mother pushing her back in the door. Babe, you got a good life. As long as that man is bringing you his paycheck, then everything else you can forgive and forget. Um, So that was my first thought to the answer. The other thing is, is I, I, I didn't believe that, or I don't believe that everybody marries their best friend. Some people right. marry the man that they love, and they love them, and they're going to have a good relationship. But there's a lot of marriages that have secrets in it. There's a lot of marriages where mm-hmm. the husband and the wife are not best friends, where the wife is going outside of the marriage and telling, you know, 
her girlfriend, Tina, you know, every intimate detail of her life, but she doesn't feel comfortable sharing mm-hmm. them with her husband and vice versa. There are some mm-hmm. husbands who don't feel like, and so I think that was the, the other point that I was making is that everybody is not fortunate enough to marry their mm. best friend. And even if that's not the case, some people then still go ahead and get married because it's good enough. It might not be your soulmate, mm. but it's good enough. And I think that I was like the that case answer. with me. Yeah. I like that to be good. Good, good, good. Okay, so now, are you ready for some callers? Because I look oh, over yeah. the place, but I got some callers. Okay. okay. And I have one that she has been, um, you've been on me since I announced that you were going to be on the show. She says, oh, my goodness, Keisha, please remind me because I want to talk to Sadiqa. I said, I got you. I got you. I'm going to make awesome. it happen. So let me, let me bring her on. A64 area code. Hello, welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. Who's this? Hello. Four, are you there? Hello. Is this me? Yes, it's you. You're here. You're on the Writer's Life Chat with myself and Sadiqa Johnson. How are you? Hello. Uh, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling in. Well, I just finished. Um, and then that was me. Uh-huh. Um, I really don't want to give any spoilers, but... Oh, please don't give away the spoilers. Oh, God, girl. We could talk oh, in code, oh. though. We could talk in code. Okay, I, I'm going to I'm to work the scene, okay? okay? First, about what um the you just said about the beach scenario. Uh-huh. I just, um, today's my last day. Uh, on spring break, I didn't get to go anywhere, and I was sitting here reading your book, and the maintenance man came in. He said, what you doing? I said, oh, I'm at the beach. <laughs> he just looked at me like, really? I said, yeah, you see, my, I, I was sitting here at the kitchen table. I was leaning back in my chair reading your book, Aww. and he says, oh, you're at the beach. I said, don't you see all the blue water? And I got my sand, and I said, this is such a good book. And I must start laughing a while ago when you said something about this is a beach book. It it was. Yeah. So I okay. enjoyed my spring break reading your book. But what I was gonna say okay. is I love the book from the the glove to the eating disorders to the redemption. Okay. All right. And I, I really enjoy <laughs> and I really, really enjoy how you broke down the titles and gave them names because I'm big on that. I like to find out, get in the writer's head or the author's head, why did she write this book? Mm-hmm. And if you look on Facebook, what I did was I'm the one, I'm Queenie, the one that put oh, you know, in the book. Yeah, <laughs> and I had notes everywhere. Every time something came up, I wrote it down because I was like, "If I ever get to talk to her, we're gonna have to talk about this book. We're gonna have to break this book down, and blah blah blah." <laughs> and it's just certain little things in the book. But like I said, I can't get nothing in the way. I guess I have to. We have to do it in a discussion. Or yeah, something. but I, I got it. You should see a little like a textbook. Like oh. I literally had my sticky notes everywhere. I, I had to say them. something. I was talking to the book. I thought I was in the book. I laughed at the book. Um, I got I got pink, orange, blue sticky notes just hanging out the book. Wow! So but you kind of coordinated. I really, 
really yeah, enjoy oh my Oh, that's awesome. Well, Queenie, we're going to have a discussion. Yeah, we're going to have a full-out discussion. Um, If anybody is listening and you are on Facebook, I have a page called Sadiqa Johnson's Literary Luau. And if you uh, join my group, we're having a discussion um, at the end of this month of Second House from the Corner, and then next month we're having it for And Then There Was Me because I wanted to give people enough enough time to read through the book and kind of like Queenie did mark their pages. So come and find me, Sadiqa Johnson's Literary Luau, and you are welcome to join our discussions on the book. And then, Queenie, when we get there, we can really dig into the books because by then everybody should have read it. Okay. Because I got – where I got the first one? The the second – the second – uh, house from the corner. Uh-huh. I got that book a couple of months ago because I love the cover. The cover oh. caught my mm-hmm. eye, and yeah. that was my. I'm in a group that that was my. Um, I think that was my blind date book. Okay, that's the book they picked up for my blind date. I was like, I got to get these other two books, and then lo and behold, I got on your street team, so I got to get a advanced copy. I did my review, but then now I hear there's one called Love. Love and a Carry On. Uh huh. Love and a Carry On Back is my first book. Yes. So I need to go back and read that one also. Yes, and that book you can get online um, at 12thstreetpress.com. That was my self-published book, and I will autograph a copy and send it to you. So if you go to 12thstreetpress.com, you can order a copy of Love and a Carry-On Bag. Mm -hmm. And that's 12th12th, 12thstreetpress.com. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in, Queenie. You have a great evening. You too. Thank you, Queenie. All right. I'll put you back in the queue so you can continue to listen, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Yes. Queenie, um, she's a reader. I love, I love, love, love that she reads. She doesn't, um, and when I saw her picture, when I posted up today on Facebook that, um, you know, as a reminder that you're going to be on the show, like the picture, the post-it, she's not lying. Like I looked at it, I said, oh, my God, that is so me. With the like, mm. like, wait a minute, what are you talking about this? And just with the, you know, if you do get the opportunity to talk to the author, the questions are there. And so I'm like, okay, she's a reader. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like readers. Mm-hmm. I like yes. readers. So it's definitely. So now you as the author, when you hear that, how does that make you feel? Oh, my gosh, amazing, incredible, of course. Um, It's so nice because, you know, writers spend so much time in their heads and kind of alone Mm -hmm. in our offices. And so to see your baby be born and people love her, it's it's an amazing feeling, you know. Because sometimes when you're writing, Mm -hmm. you're like, hmm, is people going to like this? I know I do. Is people going to like it? I know I do. (laughs) But to hear, I mean, all the the feedback thus far for And Then There Was Me has been so positive. Um, so it's it's just wonderful. It's just great. I you know I'm living my best life now, Keisha. I love that. That is nice. I like that right there. That is awesome. And you make it look so easy. Like you're married, you have children, and then you know you're on social media. You write books. You're gonna be teaching classes on writing. And then I saw like a couple of months back you were running. I'm like she does it all. What don't you do, Sadiqa? 
Damn. I know. I know. Well, I actually, unfortunately, I'm not running as much as I want to right now. So that has had to take a back burner. I was supposed to run okay. um, a half marathon this Saturday, and I didn't have enough time to train for it, and I got a, a speaking engagement for Saturday. And so right now work is coming okay. first. So I had to okay. I had to hang my sneakers up for a little bit, but I'm getting back into my running in May. I'm, like, wetting my hair, okay. wearing a ponytail, and I'm going to start running again in <laughs> May, but I do, I do enjoy running and I do enjoy competing. It, you know, it makes me feel good. It makes my bones hurt, but it makes me feel good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I have a question from Facebook. Dear from West Virginia asks, Sadiqa is a former PR person. Did that help her with the promotion of her current book? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I am really glad that I have the background that I do as a publicist because it's really um, is my brain is sharper. It's kind of like I know kind of where to dig and where to go because I promoted, you know, B.B. Moore Campbell and Harry Potter and um, Bishop T.D. Jake. So I worked on some really heavy hitters. So I'm kind of used to um, the discipline of having to dig. And that's really what finding, that's what publicity is about is having to kind of dig, don't take no for an answer, keep calling, keep sending stuff, keep emailing, keep pitching. Um, And so it definitely Mm -hmm. has helped. I'm sure my publishing house, St. Martin's Press, appreciates it because we kind of feed off of each other. I send them ideas. They send me ideas. You know, they book some things. I book some things. And it all comes together in a really nice, neat package. So it definitely has helped me to kind of get to where I am as, as an author. Okay, let me piggyback off of um, the question and with your answer. Do you feel like because with having that background, obviously there are some advantages and so forth, um, but there could be some disadvantages too because you might be digging in the, you know, you're in the same pond for the, you know, for exposure. But do you feel like now with, you know, these titles and that people are more familiar with you, not just being the PR person, but the author, like, okay, I know that's what I used to do. That opened the doors for me, but I'm an author. So do you feel that you're treated differently or the same? No, not differently at all. I think people, it it helps, actually. The fact that I worked in publicity kind of gave me a little bit of a name before I was an author. And then the people who I work with kind of add to the credibility of who I am. And so when people read the bio, they're more likely to tell me yes because I have a background as opposed to telling me no. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like that. Okay. I got another caller. Um, seven one eight. I'm taking your call. Welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. Who's this? Seven one eight. Hello, Keisha. Hello, I hear you, but very faintly. Can you hear me? Oh yes, I can. Uh, this is Faith. Can you hear me? Hey. Is that better? I can hear you. You just sound a little distant, but um, to be quick, can you hear her? I mean, I, um, I can. I agree. It sounds a little bit distant, but I will. I will do my best to answer your question. Okay. Let me. Let me just change position. Okay. Is that better? Can you hear me oh now? Oh my gosh. So much oh, better. Oh, perfect. Great. <laughs> okay. Um. I. Um. It's a pleasure talking to both of you. Um. I just called in yeah. and I caught the. Um, the last bit of what you were saying about a book that you were write, that you had just written. I'm not sure which one it is, though. 
but you mentioned um, a woman that was wrestling with um, a man who's a good provider uh-huh. uh, versus mm-hmm. someone where her passion lies. Like I caught the very end of it. So which book is that? Because I have to read it. Oh, yeah. So um, it's my third novel, and it just came out on Tuesday, okay. and it's called And Then There Was Me. Okay. Okay, and I've seen that advertised, okay. Yes, and then there was me, and there's two beach chairs on the cover because uh-huh. the book kind of starts out um, in New Jersey and Spring Lake, and it walks you through Bee's journey of being happy and unhappy and self, uh, the self-harm that she inflicts on herself because of, you know, who she is and what she goes through in her marriage and how she tries to pull everything back together for herself. So I think, you know, most people are saying that they finish it in two or three days. Keisha, you agree? Oh. Yes, yes. If you have the time to sit there to do it and you're not mm-hmm. trying to multitask, I believe you should. <laughs> okay. I would have been done if I wasn't trying to do 17 other things and do this. <laughs> but, yes, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good read today. I'm telling you, I'm like, really, I say, I'm trying to tell you. I would not like yeah, I am so, because it, it sounds like something that women could really relate to. You yeah. Know, if you're in that type of position where where you're trying to do what's best for you. Yeah. Not necessarily the practical thing or the pragmatic thing, but you want to follow your heart. You yeah. Know? So um, I got to read it. No, so. you'll enjoy. You got to read it. Say, like I had said to Sadiqa um, at the beginning, I said emotionally accurate because as a woman, you've been in a relationship before, you have girlfriends, you have that one friend. The you know the ups and downs that go yes. in life, like you can you know you can relate to that, and mm-hmm. so that's what I felt like. What was going on with the book? Like you know, remember when we read Waiting to Exhale, and it yes. was like, oh wow, like you know, like that sister girl thing. Like you were able yes. to relate to somebody in that in that story, absolutely. And it was like for whatever reason, rather you were the one who kept taking the guy back. Or you were the one that he left you for, whatever. Yes. You felt there was somebody that they were somebody. talking to. Sarah McMillan was talking to you. So it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where she's able to take some things, some life stressors, and mm-hmm. just put it out there. She put it there on the coffee table, and you soak up what you need to take out of it and keep it moving. Nice, mm. nice, excellent, excellent. I can't wait to read it. And now, and lastly, what is the the title of the other book, the Third House from the Corner? Second. What is that? Um, the second. What? What is? I apologize. What That's is okay. that about? Um, exactly. Sure. Okay, so my second novel is called mm-hmm. Second House from the Corner, okay. and that's about a woman who gets married with secrets and what happens as they start to come out of her closet. I really enjoy writing women, um, flawed women, women that we could all relate to, women yes. who we either feel like we can see ourselves in or we can see our cousin in or we can see our auntie in, mm-hmm. so that all the characters are going to be relatable. <laughs> um, and Second House from the Corner is actually my baby because I'm oh. from Philadelphia, and it was the first time I actually got to write about the city um, of Philadelphia. And so it starts off in New Jersey, but she ends up in Philadelphia. I don't want to give too much away, but it's definitely um, it's definitely a page turner, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Is that your favorite book? Is that your favorite one? Um, you know, it's, 
it's just like ask me which child is my favorite, right? right? I have three uh-huh. children. Right. I have three uh-huh. books. And so I tell my kids my favorite is whoever I am with yes. at the time. Uh-huh. And so that is it. So right now, and then there was me is, is what I'm promoting, but I really do love Second House from the Corner. I do. Okay. Well, thank it's my you middle child. It's my middle child. Yeah. Okay. Thanks yeah. a lot for speaking with me. Thank you for calling thank in. Thank you, Faye. Okay, I'm you're welcome. I'm going to put you back in the queue. Thanks so much, Faye. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, sorry. Oh, I hit the button. I'm sorry, Faye, but I know you were saying thank you, but you're welcome. But, wow. Okay, so now with that, where if someone who comes across, they're not even familiar, but the topic, you're able to draw them in. So isn't that what you would say, the beauty of being an author that, and if you like stories, you'll like this, you know? Right, yeah. I see it all is. the time that writers are like the cool kids that's been, you know, we're the cool kids, the nerds at the cool table, I guess. It's, you know, they're, you know, they, they, they gravitate towards that writing aspect of things. So, yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually was the kid who my friend, when I was in high school, I was reading books all the time. And my one of my best friends when I was in high school used to get mad at me because I'd rather read books at lunch as opposed to, like, jumping double dutch. So she would actually hide my books from me so that I wouldn't sit and read. So I wouldn't sit and Aww. read throughout the whole lunch period. She would hide my books from me. But we laugh about it. We're still good friends. And we laugh about it now. And I said, see, you almost blocked my path, you know. See? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Give her a book. <laughs> so, yes. so now um, you mentioned about the, the writing class that you'll be doing in Richmond. What else is next for you? So I'm teaching the writing class for six weeks in Richmond, Pens Up, Fears Down. Um, and you can find that information on my website if you're local um, or anywhere in Virginia and you don't mind making the trip. My web information is net, and there's a little uh, tab for Pins Up, Fears Down, and it'll give you all the information for the writing class. I am also in the middle of writing my fourth novel. Um, I have about 140 pages under my belt. And um, nice. it's um, it's my first attempt at writing historical fiction, which was a little bit mm. scary. Um, but I've, I've I've gotten accustomed to it. I think we're good. We're we're in the story, and I think I'm I'm in the language, and I'm in the time period. It takes place in 1850, um, and it's a story that takes place right here in Richmond. And again, another story that I had not intended on, um, but I was out with my family and friends, and we were on the um, the African slave trail, which had a lot to you know. It was the whole how the slaves got to Richmond, and um, the story was just right there on the James River, um, and it it got me and. So I did a little bit of research, and so that is what I'm working on now. It's um, a story about a girl. It's a love, it's a love triangle, and um, she marries um, the the man who who she marries her master, basically, and the things that she has to do to survive in this marriage because they live in a very horrific place. Um, they live in a jail, which is um, mm. a half acre of complete torture, and she and she has to survive, and so. Um, it's very different than anything I've written before. Um, again, trying to stretch myself, trying to push, and um, I'm really in love with the story. Uh, my agent read the first 
138 pages, and she's like, I can't wait for the rest of it. So I think I'm on the right track with this one. So I hope you guys will be patient as I finish writing it (laughs) because um, I know the last two books came out a a year apart, and I'm not sure if Mm -hmm. that's going to happen or if it's going to take two years for the next book to come out. But stick with me. I'll have something new, I promise. Just stick with me. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you, Sadiqa, so much for being on the Writer's Life Chat. As I told you last time, come back anytime. Your family here, we appreciate your literary efforts that you're making and the moves that you're making as well, and wishing you nothing but continued success. Um, but, yes, for the listeners, you need her book, like, ASAP. <laughs> like, yes. Good. And um, my review will be posted on Amazon and Goodreads, Sadiqa. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, I this, can't wait to good. read it. Thank you. And for the <laughs> listeners, please come and find me on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook um, under Sadiqa Johnson. Again, I have the Sadiqa Johnson's Literary Luau. Um, I would love for you to join because we talk about my books and other books, and we just have a good time. And then you could always find me on Twitter, I'm Sadiqa Says, and also Instagram, I'm Sadiqa Says. So let's keep in touch, go to my website, you can join my mailing list, and you can get a free uh, download of two, the first two chapters of And Then There Was Me. So if you can't wait for your book to come in the mail or you don't have time to go to the bookstore, go to my website, pop in your email address for my mailing address, and you will get two free sample chapters to get you started on And Then There Was Me. Oh, nice day. If you're listening, go ahead, order it, but go read the first two chapters while you're waiting. But yes. For everyone, but yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And one thank more time, you. shout out the website. Just sure. Just so my in, give the website. Absolutely. My um my web address is sadiquajohnson.net and sadiquas s a d e q a sadiquajohnson.net. My latest book is and then there was me. Um, if you're interested in my previous book, Second House from the Corner, and Love in a Carry On Bag. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sadiqa, and I will be talking to you soon, and you have a great rest of your Monday evening. Thank you. Keisha, thanks so much for having me. I love being part of your family, so thank you. No, no problem. I'll see you on the book. We'll chat. (laughs) Yes, yes, I will. Take care, and everybody take care. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. Wow, so that was great. That was Sadiqa Johnson. You guys got to get out there and get her book, and then there was me. Next week I will be chatting with Kawan, and he'll be talking about his first independent film from Harlem with Love. So definitely if you are a fan of street lit um, crime novels or just a fan of Kawan, um, of all of his titles, any of them, definitely tune in next week because he will be talking about the film. And a little birdie told me that there will be some book giveaways. So definitely next week, tune in to the Writer's Life Chat next Monday at 7 p.m. Tonight's show was sponsored by Baron Smith's um, new release, The Miranda Way. You can get a copy of that from his website at www.baronsmith.net. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Also, if you missed any part of this show, please listen to the archives at www.writerslifechats.com. Thank you for our callers. Shout out to Queenie and to Faye. You guys, y'all are readers. I love you. Thank you for tuning in, Kiara. Ah, that's it. And we're done. Next week, I'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) 